Puffs. Oven. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story is technology news. This is from The Verge. You might have guessed. We're talking about Quibi. (laughs) The headline is, you can now watch Quibi shows on a TV using AirPlay. Quibi shows? Have you heard of Quibi? I don't know if I have. <laughs> I actually don't know if I have. Okay, that's actually really funny because there's like kind of a running joke that nobody's actually heard of this thing. It's basically, <laughs> so Quibi is this, well, was a mobile-only streaming service where they oh. were like, they came up with a bunch of original programming. They got some big stars behind it, like Chrissy Teigen has a show. There's a okay. show starring, uh, what's her name, Sophie Turner? Sansa from yeah, Game Sophie of Turner. Yeah, she's in that. She's in a show. Oh, okay. There's like there's like some pretty big names in it. But anyway, like all the shows are like five to ten minutes long. Oh, and they're like meant to be viewed either like in a horizontal or vertical phone orientation. Hmm. Kind of a neat idea. Yeah, and like there was a huge marketing push for it. Apparently, not in anything that you listen to. <laughs> mostly, I mostly heard about it in podcasts and stuff. Oh, but like. It's kind of just been like a running joke. It's like, oh, nobody's actually heard of Quibi or like knows what it is. But anyway, <laughs> that's Quibi. Okay. And they're not a sponsor. The show not Have you watched any of the shows? Quibi. No, I haven't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't downloaded it or anything. <laughs> no, it sounds interesting. But like one of their big things was like, we don't want to be on TV. Like we don't want to be available on televisions because like it defeats the whole purpose of like a mobile only app. And now like, okay. they're backtracking on that essentially. <laughs> um so, short-form mobile video service Quibi now supports Apple's AirPlay protocol, which means you'll be able to stream content from Quibi on your phone to AirPlay-enabled TVs and devices. And Quibi is also working on support for Chromecast, which will be available next month, apparently. So, okay. Yeah, so they kind of threw out their whole... <laughs> they're like, everything they stood for. Yeah. <laughs> There's no integrity like, in the Quibi world. <laughs> people want it on a TV, we'll just uh, we'll change everything. Okay. But like, to be fair, also everyone was complaining about that at launch. Just like I just want to watch this on my TV because they also launched, kind of ironically, at a time when nobody's commuting anymore. Like nobody's like oh, on a bus or like anything. A, so yeah, like a like their their ideal format for actually viewing stuff exclusively on their phone or like flying or anything. Yeah. Um. So it originally, like I said, launched uh, without being able to cast to a larger screen. And was only available on mobile devices. I mean, it still, still technically is, but you can now stream it. Uh, Quibi's app still has a number of limitations that make Quibi content difficult to share, which is part of the reason a lot of people think it's not really taking off. Um, for example, hmm. you can't take screenshots of it, so you can't like share a screenshot of a show. Like it prevents okay. the screenshot functionality in your phone. So, like, there's no How way for you-, you to be like, "Hey, I'm watching this show. Here's a cool." scene or picture from it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. So people, I think, are kind of not inclined to share. Mm. Um, it launched on April 6th, um, which may be a surprise to <laughs> you and probably a lot of our listeners. Uh, <laughs> um, and so far, it only has 1.3 million active users, which oh, is... Oh, that's a lot. Seems like a lot, but it's, like, way lower than other streaming services. Like, oh, okay. for example, Disney Plus has nearly 55 million subscribers. Okay, but that's Disney. It's true. That's true. And I, I'm I don't sure think Netflix this can be compared like to that. Even more, but yeah, and yeah, it definitely can't be compared. Is it a paid subscription? Yeah, I think it's like five dollars a month, or maybe it's ten dollars a month. Mm. It's like a monthly thing. It's yeah. a, it seems a little pricey, honestly, for what you're getting. 
Um, maybe not now that you can put it on a TV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Disney Plus also had more than 10 million people on its first day, as opposed to like 1.3 people yeah, after okay. a month <laughs> it's and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's a different, it's comparing apples to, apples to Quibi's. But, but yeah, but no, I mean, I, I get it. They thought they were going to get more, but there's already all these subscription services. So it's just like, it's like do I one of them? And HBO Max just launched too. I did see that. But I didn't realize you just but, you have HBO Max if you have HBO. Apparently. Wait, what? Oh. Like I'm I was able to just like sign in today with my with my uh, cable provider because I already subscribed to HBO through my cable oh, provider. Oh, you have like regular HBO cuz I, I have the HBO. HBO through like the Amazon Yeah. plug-in or whatever. I don't know if that's the same or not. Or if that if that's I think it's supported. HBO now or something. Is that different? Yeah, I think that's different. Yeah, because don't they have HBO Go, HBO, HBO Go, Now, and then HBO like HBO Go. Channel? It's like what HBO are the differences? HBO Go is like regular HBO mobile, and now HBO Go is HBO Max. They actually okay. the up the app. I think if you have it, will update to that. I okay. Think. I could so be for, probably I could what be I mixing have up is going not that, now, but sure. I don't know. Yeah. I, I anyway, have, yeah. <laughs> I was excited to find out that I just have HBO well, Max. And I don't have to start paying for another subscription. So there's a cool. bunch of there's new shows and stuff on that, or is it I just think like there's they some original some... content? But a lot of it's just like old HBO content. Oh, just available okay. for streaming now hmm. instead of like their classic on demand. Just oh. like it's just a streaming platform, hmm. which makes sense. Yeah. But it's still confusing because they have so many. Yeah, they have all these so like sub names. products, and like yeah. the names of them are not clear. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this uh, this episode not brought to you by Quibi, HBO, Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu. I don't know if we mentioned Hulu. We haven't mentioned <laughs> Hulu, but that's the other. It's one. not brought to you by any of those. Yeah, because they don't need our support. <laughs> <laughs> They're all fine on their own. They're fine. Okay. Um. Well, I have a Chromecast, so maybe I will try Quibi once. They add that support. Yep. Maybe. Yeah. See you on the see you on the quibs. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, my first story is food news. This is from delish.com, which I have to say I've been getting food news from there lately. I mean and the name it's checks good, out, so it a works. A good source for food news. <laughs> um, the headline is you can buy nail polish now that smells like cheese puffs and other salty snacks. Oh, no. Is that good? I don't know. Is that something you want? I have mixed want? feelings about it. <laughs> what if you could binge eat all your favorite snacks without any of the guilt? Well, you still cannot do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what if we lied of, to you from the outset? <laughs> um, instead of actually eating these things, you can now... Um, Crack open a bottle of nail polish, this is their words, and recreate your favorite sweet and or salty snack as a scented manicure. Okay. Um, so this is the new sweet and salty collection from Sinful Colors Nail Polish. And they are um, they have six nail polishes now that smell like snack foods that you can buy like and it. use. I don't like it. I don't. <laughs> You don't like it? Okay, here's all those flavors. Oh, no, I'm going to like it even less. <laughs> Chocolate cake. Actually, that sounds good. Yeah. Cookies and cream. Also good. I actually wouldn't use yeah. that one. <laughs> donuts. I don't really know what a donut smells. Oh, I guess they have a scent. Anyway. Um, those are the sweet ones. And then the salty ones are cheese puff. Nope. Pizza party. Oh, God, no. 
and Taco Tuesday. Oh, no. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, what? That went downhill say. so rapidly. <laughs> I, um, I didn't... Does so somebody smell old tacos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I don't really want, like, Is old tacos. just human scented? Yeah, like, I that's... don't know. They did not have photos. Okay, there was only a photo of the cheese puff one, which looks like this. Oh, it's not even on nails. It's just it's just the in the color. bottle. Yeah, so I don't know what it looks like, but I'm just imagining like, what does Taco Tuesday like? What is the color of that on your nails? I'm kind of afraid of it. I don't know. My stomach literally just like flipped a little bit, oh, like no. from just the thought oh, of that, the color and smell of tacos. <laughs> like, it's it's kind of weird. Uh, they're, they're 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 being creative though. Um, okay, but it gets better though. No, some of the. Uh, Actually, no, all of them. It says each of the polishes contain, um, like, details to recreate the look and feel of the snacks. <laughs> so You said better, Alex. It got worse. <laughs> so, like, for example, um, supposedly the cheese puff color, um, it has a neon orange hue, but it also has a crumbly texture or a crumbled texture, which, like, I don't exactly know what that means, but I'm guessing, like, it dries a certain way. Yeah, but I'm it guessing looks it's, like, like, gritty, like, sandpaper. It looks like the <laughs> gritty stuff. Um, and, like, the donut one has, like, glitter in it that's supposed to look like rainbow sprinkles on it. And it didn't say what the, the Taco Tuesday one is. We have so many questions about this Taco Tuesday. I really want to know. And like, does the pizza one, does it dry so that it looks like you have cheese on your nails? Because that's also disgusting. That sounds I gross. don't know. Very creative, though. I hate all I just, of it. <laughs> but chocolate cake would be good. Chocolate cake is probably I actually fine. think that's probably my favorite one. Yeah. It's pretty standard. It should be like a nice, pretty, like, chocolate brown color. Mm-hmm. I don't if know what texture like that would be. But I feel like... I. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is there anything that's not food that's been made to smell like food that smells good? Yes. I have one example from my life. Okay. Well, that's not exactly a ringing endorsement. <laughs> um, those, like, markers, scented markers that I don't know if you ever used those when, when we were kids. There was, like, this some classic on. pack of scented markers, and there was one uh-huh. that was scented toasted marshmallow, and it... Oh, it smelled. I almost said tasted. I never ate it. <laughs> it smelled uh-huh. so good, and that's mm. the only like random scented product that I've ever thought that about. Okay, I guess I can see that working. But y- y- I'm just thinking of all the other like. I feel like there was something else that smelled like pizza that was just foul. Yeah, I don't think pizza is a good. Like, it's very difficult to recreate. Pizza is not a scent I seek out. Not being pizza. Well, because <laughs> chip companies try to make pizza chips, pizza and they chips. never are like pizza. To be fair, I do like those Pringles, though. They don't taste like pizza, but they taste good. Okay, that's fair, but they don't taste like pizza. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. So how are you going to make a nail polish smell like it? Yeah, Pringles are basically Bad. just large nails. <laughs> if they you kind think of about are. It. They kind of are. If you think about it, not that hard or for that long. It's already We've already been thinking about it for too long. Move on, move on, move on. <laughs> My next story is health news. Uh, This is from CNET. Ford is turning police cars into 133 degree ovens to bake coronavirus into submission. What? (laughs) There's so many words in that headline. Yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of words that don't necessarily go together. (laughs) 
that's one of the uh, more out there strategies I've heard. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's actually kind of cool, okay. I think. I think. It also sounds incredibly dangerous, but we'll get into that. Uh, the Centers for Disease Control has a helpful list of approved disinfectants to kill the novel coronavirus, which causes COVID-19. Oh my gosh, we all know this already. Uh, but Ford engineers sought another layer of protection, and the answer turned up in a relatively simple idea. Use heat. Uh, Ford's Explorer police vehicles are literally cranking up the heat to kill the coronavirus using a new software designed to bake the interior until there is almost a 0% chance of the virus remaining on surfaces. Uh, Apparently, studies have shown that exposing the virus to temperatures of 133 degrees Fahrenheit for 15 minutes reduces the viral concentration by 99%. So... Just, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's it's not actually at all that hot. It's I mean it's it's hot, but it's not like deadly to us, but it is apparently deadly to the well not deadly cuz they can't die cuz they're not alive. Anyway, are they? They're not. <laughs> <laughs> By definition they're not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other... There's a whole discussion <laughs> That's there. a whole other discussion. Yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> it reduces the viral concentration. It does not kill them, but for purposes of discussion, it kills them. Uh, with, new, uh, with new software, so this is just like a new soft, a software update to the car, essentially, not actually having to change like any hardware. Oh. Uh, the Explorer PPV vehicle, V might, be, might stand for vehicle, so that might be redundant, uh, elevates the engine's running temperature and, and the heat and vents to operate on full blast. And that's enough to pour temperatures above 133 degrees into the cabin. The software runs its cycle for 15 minutes, as the studies recommended, to disinfect touch points inside the vehicle. However, it's not meant to replace physically disinfecting a patrol car as well. So this is meant to be used in tandem with it. So you're like maximizing what? your chances of getting everything. Um, though, I mean, it sounds like okay. it should get, like, get most of the virus, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, officers can monitor the entire progress via uh, hazard and taillight patterns that flash in a specific way to indicate the baking has begun, so don't get in the car when that's going on. <laughs> and uh, when it's done, the lights will flash in a separate pattern, and of course there's a cool-down period because obviously it doesn't just immediately dissipate 133-degree yeah. heat. Um, but yeah, I thought that was an interesting way to like help disinfect because police officers obviously need to be working in this time. So Mm -hmm. they're using their vehicles a lot. Yeah. It makes sense. I actually was wondering that the other day, just like when I, like over the summer, if just the natural heat inside your car, if it's like parked outside would just like disinfect the surfaces. Like it probably gets that hot. It probably does. If it's like, yeah, if it's in direct sunlight, maybe Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would bank on it, but no, it's a nice, but it's a nice idea. It's it's kind of like a a supplement, if you yes. will. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. And actually, that's nice that they just had some like software update or whatever. Right, they, they can really just they to. said they're ready now to just like immediately start updating. I think it was any car from like the thirteen that's to the nine, the nineteen models. So that's awesome. Okay, my next story is world news. This is from BBC.com, and the headline is, Roman mosaic floor has been discovered under a vineyard in northern Italy after decades of searching. So, um, surveyors in a commune north of Verona published images recently of a well-preserved mosaic tile area buried pretty deep, like under like meters of dirt. Mm -hmm. And um, according to officials, apparently like... 
they found evidence that there was an ancient Roman villa in this area a, a long time ago, but like they were never able to find like where the actual like structure like the ruin was. Like right. they didn't know exactly, but they knew that like, it was somewhere around there. And so they've been, so they found like artifacts or something in the area yeah. and that just clued them in. Yes, exactly. So they finally found like the main area. <laughs> um, so people are still excavating the site to see like the full extent of the ancient building. Cause they like basically just discovered it. So they don't know like how big it is or where it all goes and everything. Um, but they're going to keep, excavating and they hope that they can uh work with the owners of that property to figure out how to make that lake available to the public as like a new like kind of you know archaeological visiting site basically it's like a new discovery and um apparently what like what they found so far is like really really well preserved so everyone's really excited about it well it's been it's been buried so so yeah i guess that preserves it well how how does stuff like that end up under so much dirt i wonder that too it's um, like I get it for dinosaurs. Know. It's been a long time. The dinosaurs had time to to get to dig themselves real deep and then die, <laughs> which is how we all know fossils are made. So, um, I don't know. That's a really good question. I've wondered that myself. Like, I think it's just normal. Like, like with somebody like I want to put a vineyard here. There's but there's this via in the way, so I'm just gonna like put some dirt. <laughs> Anyone mind if I'll I just put, put some dirt some, over some this topsoil over this and then grow some um, grapes up here? I don't know. Yeah. That's a very good question. I mean, does like the Earth just over time move around almost like sand dunes, but just way I mean, slower? It do- it, like it does, is that right? What like happens? that's what like tectonic plates moving. That's what that is, but it's oh the, not, yeah, not but in that's the span not of human just, history. <laughs> no, no, I mean just like blow like you know rain and oh okay blow, you mean wind. Like the, I mean yeah. on the surface, right. not like not like the tectonic plate <laughs> movement. That's a whole different. <laughs> Yes, that happens over like yeah. millions of years. But okay. no, <laughs> I just mean like on the, <laughs> like I was kind of half joking, but just like on the on the surface, like dirt does like the I topography guess, yeah. of the land naturally kind of shift over time. It yeah, must because that's probably how stuff gets covered up, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I guess you just don't. I don't usually think of it in like not desert terms, <laughs> like yeah, just dirt, dirt, not sand, dirt. But what I'm saying is, like, you wouldn't think that that would happen, but that must be what happens because otherwise, yeah, how yeah, would it no, get covered up? I agree up? with you. Like, <laughs> I agree with you. I'm just, yeah. I just never it's thought weird. about it, I guess. I never really thought about it either until right now. My next story is entertainment news. This is from AndroidAuthority.com. Never heard of them. <laughs> I guess they're an authority on Android. I guess they're an authority. Yeah. Uh, Spotify is finally kicking its 10,000 song library cap to the curb. I heard about that and I never even knew there was a cap. <laughs> Same. <laughs> That's half the reason I brought this is because like, <gasps> there was a cap. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, there's, it's a really short story, so I'll just read through my notes here. Uh, anyone who is addicted to Spotify knows the 10,000 song library limit is ridiculous and infuriating. Do they? Because <laughs> I, w- I thought I was addicted to Spotify yeah. and I didn't know there was a cap. I use Spotify a lot and I was not aware of this. Um, finally, the massive music streaming service is ditching that limit in favor of an uncapped library. Users will be able to save as many songs and albums to their collections as they want. Uh, this doesn't remove the offline listening limit, so anyone who frequently finds themselves without service on their device will still have to work within the 10,000 download limit. Like, okay. If I have to. <laughs> Additionally, playlists are still limited to 10,000 songs. It's like, it's like who's making a 10,000 song? 
You're like, why do you have, why do you have 10,000 songs? It's like I need to listen to this I've playlist for six to. years without any repeats. Um, the feature is reportedly not yet available to everyone, but is rolling out gradually. Not that you would notice. So yeah, I mostly brought this because who is using Spotify and is bumping up against a 10,000 Apparently, whoever wrote that article, because they're like, oh, everyone that uses Spotify knows about this. Are people saving every album they listen to? Like, I. I guess, but why would you need to do that? Why would you? You don't need to. I mean, I guess if it's. Okay, I could see it if you don't have, like, an active, like, internet on your phone and you just only use Wi Fi and you only access it on Wi Fi and you want to just download a million stuff. But this doesn't even address that. It doesn't even talk about that, yeah. Well, no, they specifically said, like, the 10,000 download limit still applies. Oh, right. So, like... Wait. There's <laughs> what is the point? So there's no point, as far as I can tell. Unless you You're want right. to make, like, I don't know. years-long playlists, which you still can't do either. I'm just saying the thing, yeah. that, the other thing <laughs> yeah. that they said you can't do. So what Why is this would for? You make... <laughs> <laughs> well, because is it, is it, like, the liked songs? Is that the... I don't Cap? like 10,000 songs. I don't know if I like 1,000 songs. I don't even, I don't like click that on songs. Oh, really I do that. that I do that a lot. I, I actually maintain that list. Like, if I find a song I like, I'll put it on there. And that, that's like my go to thing to listen to on Spotify if I don't have anything else. I'll just oh, listen to my like songs. I got on it. Okay. I have like a playlist that I use for that purpose yeah. that I like cycle things in and out Same of, idea. basically. So, it's maybe people are not doing, they're not curating that. And right. They're just like liking random stuff. And then they get to 10,000. It's like, oh shoot, I can't like anything else. Like, I don't know. But what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have no <laughs> answers for you. It's yeah. It's just, why? I'm just, anyway. I, I cannot think of a reason why you would have a 10,000 song playlist. Yeah. On purpose. Right. Yeah. So why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. My next story is math news. <laughs> a new category. <laughs> oh, no. I guess no. I could say science news. We have such a bad history with math on this show, <laughs> I Alex. Know. Why did I bring this? Okay. Um, this is from popularmechanics.com. And the headline is Young mathematician solves old, famous knot problem in barely a week. I thought this was really cool. Okay. okay. So mathematicians were shocked. When a graduate student worked through a decades-old problem in just a few days. This happened recently. Okay. University of Texas at Austin mathematician Lisa Piccarillo learned about the Conway knot, which is a knot with 11 crossings. You're gesturing that it's a tie type thing? Yes. No one can see that. (laughs) But I shouldn't just, do hand gestures wanna, on the podcast. I do want to point that out. Not, I, I'll, I will explain what the ma- what I will explain. <laughs> I'll explain what what a mathematical knot is in a moment. Okay. Um. So she learned about this during a colleague's talk during a conference, and then within a week, she had solved it. This decades-old thing. I really hope that the colleagues like talk she's wasn't like, like them genius. defending their thesis, like how it's an unsolvable problem, and then just like, <laughs> oh no, I got this. Oh, I don't know. Okay, so what is a mathematical knot? I'm going to explain that to you now. Oh, boy. Have you ever heard of knot theory in math? Because I had, hadn't before I, I read this. I don't think I have, no. Um, okay, so basically what a mathematical knot is is like 
if you think about like a loop of string mm-hmm. and then like if you twisted it all up and kind of like tangled it together and then laid that flat and then what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And then trying to figure out by just looking at that, figuring if out properties of it. If you pull the ends of, of the it. string, will it turn into a knot? Is that like part of it? Um, not exactly, but that's the right, <laughs> exactly. that's the kind of the, <laughs> the idea is like you have to figure things out about the shape based on that knot picture. Okay. And here's some photos of mathematical knots represented with real rope. I see. Okay. So, okay. So basically the knots are like slices out of three, actually 4D shapes. Okay. So like multi-dimensional shapes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you have to explain this. Yep. So this is, what, this is how the article explained it, which I'm going to use their analogy. Imagine if you took a, <laughs> a piece of string cheese. Okay. Uh-huh. Then you like kind of broke it up into like kind of pieces, but it was still like one piece. And then you like twisted it all up. And it was this like 3D, like weird twist of stuff. Uh-huh. And then you took a slice out of that uh-huh. and then laid that flat okay. and then saw what that looked like. Yeah. That's a mathematical knot. And then you now want to predict stuff about the whole shape. Okay. That's like what this type of math is. All right. And I had to do research to yeah. figure that out. <laughs> well, I've certainly not heard of it before. I've never had it either. So basically like what... This problem what okay, so like what she figured out about the Conway knot is like a certain property of the shape that that knot comes from. Okay. That mathematicians haven't been able to like prove. Like, you know how like in geometry you have to do like proofs of like certain like statements? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. So she came up with a proof for a statement that people haven't been able to do for like decades. And she just was like, it oh, I could do week. this. And she did it in like a week, which is like crazy. Wow. Way to show off, Lisa. And it, and it actually kind of explained, like, how she did it, which, like, I, in a nutshell, she basically figured out how to make, like, a derivative function that, like, represented this thing and then used that to make the proof. I don't know. Wow. But, like, she did it in less than a week. And it's, it's like, huge, complicated thing. So that's why it's making the news. And it's I thought that was just kind of cool. It's, like, this graduate student math prodigy. Yeah, it just blew everyone out of the water. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, oh, no, this is actually incredibly easy. <laughs> she was just like, oh, I'll just do this. She just, like, just did it. <laughs> Like, that is amazing. Um, yeah, so I started reading about knots. I'm not going to go into all the stuff I learned, but I learned a lot of stuff. Um, did you know that a gloam is a, a 4D sphere? Like, you know, like a sphere, uh-huh. but then four <laughs> dimensions? Know, like <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, the equivalent of a sphere, except it's four dimensions, is called a gloam. Did you know that? So, wait, is that just like a sphere through time? Like, what's... Well, if the fourth dimension is time, then yes. But if the fourth dimension is a fourth Euclidean dimension, then it's oh, something else that I, I don't quite understand. Uh, it's like once you throw the word Euclidean in there, <laughs> I might as well just sign off. <laughs> um, I hope this has been interesting to the listeners. Uh, of course, we'll have the the story linked if you actually want to find out more about not mathematics. Um, you can go and, and read all about it. I would love to find there. out more about not um, mathematics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had never heard of this, so I, I spent some time and looked into it. But uh, yeah, there's a prodigy, prodigy in the making. Prodigy, not theorist. All right, it's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look for stories that just happened today or were just posted today and we read them to you on the fly. <laughs> Ready, set, Go! go!
found this on CNN. Uh, historic SpaceX launch postponed due to weather. Did you hear that weather. this was happening today? Oh, it was supposed to happen today? Yeah, SpaceX uh, was supposed to launch their first manned vehicle. Like, I think they're taking, I think they're taking a couple astronauts to the uh, the ISS. Um, but mm. they announced at four seventeen p.m. Eastern Standard Time today. <laughs> it's a standard daylight time right now. I can never remember oh, if it's EST or know. EDT. I don't Either know. Either way, it's east four p- four p.m. Eastern. Uh, that rough weather would prevent a SpaceX rocket and capsule capsule from taking off from a Florida launch pad carrying NASA astronauts Robert Benkin and Douglas Hurley on the first crewed space flight to take off from U.S. soil in nearly a decade. There are additional launch windows this Saturday and Sunday, a NASA sp- spokesperson said. The next attempt will be on Saturday at 3.22 p.m., which is so specific. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's I to the minute? Wow. Yeah, it just, yeah, it seems like 3.20 would suffice. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, in case any issues were to arise with the rocket after liftoff, SpaceX, SpaceX's Crew Dragon capsule has the ability to break away from the rocket and fly the astronauts to safety itself, which I did not know, which is pretty cool. Hmm. Um, but to make sure that they have a safe splashdown, SpaceX must monitor the weather conditions through a broad swath of the Atlantic Ocean to prepare for any possible abort scenario. So even though technically they could like detach themselves from the rocket if something were to go wrong because of the weather, they also want to make sure that they would have a, end up having a safe landing in the ocean, yeah. which makes sense. Right. Um, the rest of the article basically just talks about how um, this is like a big collaboration between the private sector and the government, and um, yeah, basically, mm-hmm. all, and also how like the virus has affected this, and yeah, how it's supposed to be like kind of a big thing to happen during all this. And I mean, it sounds like it's just probably going to be postponed a couple days, and it'll happen eventually. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and hopefully, they, you know are staying safe and if they have to postpone it, they postpone it. Exactly. This is not the kind of thing you want to rush just for opting. Right. Like just, just, just wait. So I'm all Make for that. <laughs> Make it safe. Okay. I found something on UPI. Uh, the headline is researchers baffled by completely weird underwater tornado. <laughs> and apparently that is a quote completely from the researchers. Um, they caught this, tornado-like formation on camera off the coast of Australia, like underwater. Okay. And they said it was, quote, completely weird. Like, so they don't know. It's not the, like a whirlpool. No, like a, it's like an underwater tornado. It's not a normal whirlpool. Okay. I don't know how whirlpools form or whatnot, but like, yeah. do they actually make like a tornado thing? I like mean, they make funnel? like a little funnel underwater, I thought. Oh, I don't know, but... This is what video games have taught me about whirlpools. So, <laughs> well, so I don't know. These scientists did not understand why this one was where it was yeah. or what caused it. Apparently, um, huh. they said, or one of the scientists said that the formation was reminiscent of a benthic storm, which involves waves traveling under the surface and creating turbulence near the ocean floor. Which I had never heard of that, but yeah, I've never heard of that either. Um, I don't know. Apparently, it was like really unusual the way that it had formed and where it was. So, also, like the floor is horizontal. And this, I assume, is vertical, right? So, like, how yeah. does waves like interacting with the floor 
cause a vertical. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about fluid I don't dynamics know. <laughs> to have <laughs> any, of, anything close to an idea. A mix of like marine, I was going to say marine biology, but like no, like yeah. ocean science and um, right. fluid dynamics. And like, yeah, just like yeah. the physics of, of liquids. Just. Um, but here's... And obviously the scientists don't know. Why would I? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but the, like Whirlpool seems like a normal right like is it different because it doesn't like what it looked like oh, oh it's not is... even like straight up yeah so it, it's not actually even like hitting the surface it looks like which is like yeah, what like a whirlpool would be on the this. surface yeah right right so it was just like just on the there. ocean floor huh and yeah you can't really see the top from what they caught on camera but like right yeah that's really strange (laughs) wonder what that is me too (laughs) i guess so do the scientists let's let the scientists figure that out (laughs) we all wonder what that is (laughs) all right that's our show thanks for listening everybody we post episodes every friday and as always the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description you can subscribe to knickknack news on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts and you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews and on Twitter at, at knickknacknews. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.